Hello, I'm your host and author, and welcome back to the Horror Tree Stories podcast, where tragedies describe beautifully through short horror stories that intrigue the mind and chill the soul. Season 1, The Asylum Tapes. Episode 2, A Killer's Perspective, The Story of the Birthday Butcher. Okay, 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 not gonna lie. Man, this is what I was talking that about in the first place, I'm not trying to sit here. You think there's any more tapes in here? You know, you, this, you wanna this, leave. Man, bro, this, do this seem like no. somewhere we should be, bro? Like, let's think no, about we this. Just found, Yo, we, we need just to go, bro. Why would we leave now? This is the beginning of a scary movie. How do you not see no, no, that? No, 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 no. Mm, how do you not see that, man? How do you know it's not Look, Chainsaw? I'm going to search around for another tape. You're going you to go to other There's rooms, There's got to be a tape bro? here. A another tape here somewhere. Something, something. Look, look, look. Here we go. Found one, found one, found one. Bro, if somehow we make it out of here alive, I'm going to kill you myself. Got it. Good evening, detective. Doctor. Can I get a smoke? Uh, thank you. You've come here a few times now, detective, and uh, you, you continue to ask me uh, how can I live with myself? How how could I do such a thing? How could I uh, behave uh, in the way that I have behaved? And uh, here's the problem I have with that line of thinking. Uh, it looks at it from such a judgmental point of view. Like, okay, see, here's the thing. Nobody ever looks at it from my perspective. If you had to live a life like mine, you might die, detective. Could you imagine living your life with no empathy, feeling no sympathy? Do you, do, do you know what that has meant for me? I remember, I remember my, my father telling me, you're either going to be what this world wants you to be or what you want to be, but you, but you can't be both. I'll never forget the smell of liquor on his lips as he pinned me down and grabbed me by my throat. He said, if a man can't protect himself, then he doesn't deserve to breathe. He beat me so often that I wet the bed when I sleep. That was on a regular basis, not every now and then. At least three and four days a week until I was ten, I remember. Uh, I remember I was ten because it was my birthday. And I didn't even want to have a party in the first place, but they both insisted. They made invitations, they were so persistent, but really they just wanted to pawn the gifts from my friends, except nobody showed. And they wound up losing money in the end, and then, you know, my dad, he gets all mad, he's, he, he starts to push me. He told me I had no friends because I'm a pussy, he said he can no longer even pretend to like me. Then he leans in and strikes me, screaming, fight me at the top of his lungs, saying how he didn't think that I was his son, what did he think that I would have done? If a man can't protect himself, then he doesn't deserve to breathe. So that night, while he was passed out drunk, I smothered him in his sleep. Oh, well. Oh, well. I had to protect myself. That was just self-care. I couldn't continue to neglect myself. That wouldn't have been fair. But after that night, my mom was never the same. I received all the blame for the years of torment and pain. She also blamed me for ending it. Ironic because she tried once, too, but she couldn't finish it. She figured it out the second time, though. Doctor said there were enough drugs in her to kill her 11 times, I remember, because I was 11 at the time. The look on that social worker's face when she saw the bruises all over my body, the burn marks from the cigarettes being put out on my skin, I had lost so much weight by then I was practically razor thin. Oh, oh, and in 10th grade, 
I took biology. It was my favorite class. We studied animals. I even dissected a pig. I took to it extremely fast. There was something about being able to see exactly what makes a thing a thing. And how there are an infinite amount of ways to send that thing to an eternal dream. And that intrigued me. So... Wanting to learn more, I would go home and explore. But when my foster mom saw her cat, she just screamed in horror. I had no idea I had done anything obscure. I was just doing the exact same thing in school two days before. What's the difference? Well, needless to say that right from that day, I had to go and live with someone different. Almost anyone who's ever met me has cursed my existence. I lost count of how many schools I've attended throughout the years. Kicked out of here, transferred over there. But I remember what was said. How there's evil in my soul, how there's demons in my head. I was mostly by myself up until 8th grade. Never really fit in with the children as they played. They'd say, he can't play, he can't play, he's too stupid to understand the rules anyway. But I understood the rules. That if you're not cool, the kids would get cruel. Faculty had no control over those schools. Though, it was one teacher that didn't always try to control me. Didn't live to just scold me, she loved me. I believe this because she told me, and she showed me. The connection was instant, until one day she began acting distant. If you didn't know any better, you might have missed it, but I could immediately notice the difference. In a way, she treated me the absolute worst, never mind that she was my first, but she made me believe in my own self-worth. She gave me hope, but in the end, she just used it as rope to hang me. I was devastated more than angry, and frankly, I wanted vengeance. I wanted her to feel what I felt in that instance, but I was young, and I thought that I really loved her. I just wanted her to learn from her mistakes, you know, that I'm not trash for you to take out to the curb after you scraped your plate. But how would she ever learn if there's no consequences for her actions? So, I went and found three teachers that all shared her initials, and they stabbed them. The next day, I brought her a newspaper with that story on the headline. I told her that this is a sick world we live in. Please, be safe. Make it home by bedtime. And can you believe that bitch turned me into the police? I did her a favor, and this is the thanks that she shows me. How was any of this my fault when she chose me? But hey, you live and you learn. For whatever reason, the police didn't seem overly concerned. I answered a couple questions, and back to school I returned. Later on, I found out that uh, they thought that those murders were unrelated. And in each of those cases, they blamed the person that they were dating. After that, though, she transferred schools. She must have changed her name because I couldn't find her. But every year on her birthday, I always made a point to send her a nice reminder. You know, in the newspaper. And at the end of the day, I guess that's why I'm locked up here. Apparently, I'm criminally insane. Mentally deranged, though one could argue that from love I have been estranged and preordained for pain. Was I born this way or was I trained? They must think that I'm fucking stupid the way that they lie to me. And they must think I don't hear them talking about lobotomy. But obviously, I'd kill everyone in here before I let these sons of bitches poke and pride at me. Because if a man can't protect himself, then he doesn't deserve to breathe. I'll protect myself from them, detective. But can they protect themselves from me? You remember this conversation? Blah! Get the fuck out of here.